From the city that brought you the factory of sadness, now comes the House of Bliss podcast. good good try thanks first time (laughs) nailed it yes so some of you are like wow mark is sounding a little different today well it's actually not mark who is that beautiful voice i've been told i should read audiobooks look at those so leave five star reviews and maybe a book request and i can make that happen that's true yes for money we'll do that you can pay you can hire her who is it You might, uh, I'm looking at the recording. These are some sexy wavelengths, some some (laughs) sexy recording waveforms. It's, uh, this is actually my beloved bride, my wife, Katie Harmon. Hello, everyone. Give us a fun fact about yourself. Fun fact. Oh boy, I was not prepared for this. You're pregnant. I'm pregnant. That's fun. That's very fun. What are you craving? What are you craving right now? It's not fun. (laughs) Uh, cravings. Definitely ice cream. You can buy me ice cream any day of the week and <laughs> I will accept. Does that count? Because I feel like that's... That's true. That's not... <laughs> You're craving uh, that all the time. <laughs> that's more than nine months out of my life. It's true. Uh, fun facts. I love to hike. It's true. And go on adventures with my family. Nice. How many countries have you been to? I don't know off the top of my head. All right, let's go through it. Brazil. Okay. Brazil, Guatemala, Uh Mexico, Honduras, Peru, Mm -hmm. Canada. That's a con. No, it's not a con. (laughs) Still in the country. It's frozen. Okay. Um, And then England. Okay. South Africa. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I was in Ireland for a minute. I'm not counting airports. Never count airports. (laughs) No airports. No airports. Take that back. Scotland for a minute. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking at the map here in our house. Um, and China. China. Okay. Hitting double digits. That Is that it? it? That's it? That's all the countries I've ever traveled to? Oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot France. Oh, France. I love Do they really count, though? Just kidding. Mm. We love you, our French <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Yes. Oh, man. Okay, cool. Yeah, so you love to travel. You're a world traveler. It's one of the reasons yes. why I married you. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I thought it would be fun to bring you on because, well, I've always wanted to have you on, but it was just kind of waiting till the right time. But some of you might know we're coming up on our fifth anniversary. Woo-hoo! Five years, half a decade. That means, like, people will listen to our advice now. I, I figured if you're going to quit, you would have done it already by now, so... Praise God. We've got about 30 days left before we hit that uh, fatal, like, five-year mark. You know where they say, like... 60 days. Isn't it? Uh, well, whatever. Isn't it when they say, like, you, most marriages fail within five years? So if we can cross mm. that line in two months, we'll be fine. We'll, we'll be, be set, set. For yeah. the next 50 years. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we married really young. I was... <laughs> was I t- even 20 yet? I think I had just turned 20. Like, okay. You're I was like 20. 19 and a half. I was a hard 20. Hard yeah. 20. Yeah. And you were 21. That's our big I'm secret. Older than yeah. Him. And uh, yeah, so, and it was, it's amazing. Uh, getting married young has been really fun. We definitely don't regret anything, but it's definitely come with some challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those challenges would be me. And <laughs> uh, just growing up, learning how to be a man. And uh, God bless your parents for letting you marry me. Like, as I was still minute, figuring stuff out. Yeah, that's you. true. But we'll, we'll get, get into that later. So we thought what would be fun is uh, we're, we're definitely going to have Katie on here a lot. Um, and we'll be talking about all kinds of stuff. Sexy sex and babies <laughs> and uh, advice. We might take some questions from you guys. But I think before we get into that, one thing that I love about the Bible 
is some of the best nuggets that you get from the Bible are not even in the form of like commands or easy to digest chunks. You just get a story and somehow you hear a story and you find yourself in bits of it. Mm -hmm. And throughout different points of your life, you go, oh, that's what I needed to hear. The way he handled that, that speaks to me right now. So some of the best relationship advice we've ever gotten has not been in the form of, oh, you should try this or you should do this. Uh, but it's coming here, just hearing other people's stories and finding ourselves in it somehow. Sometimes just knowing that other people have been through what you've been through or have thought the way you've thought about things, uh, it gives you almost like a permission to be yourself. You go, okay, yeah. I'm not doing anything wrong. Uh, it just might be a little different. That's all. So. Yeah, that's good. This is going to be really fun because we haven't gotten to tell our story in a while. And so... We'll see how we remember things differently yes. and parts we've forgotten. We're going to take those rose-colored glasses off. <laughs> this is going to be raw history facts. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So, Where do we start? Well, you're... So, I didn't really prepare at all, so you're the one that has the fancy I'm outline over of the here. Game. Yeah. Just a few <clears throat> highlights I wrote down. Well, so let me just back up and say, Katie and I are from <clears throat> the same state. We're from Washington State. I grew up in a uh, suburb about a half hour out of Seattle, and Katie grew up in a small town in the middle of the state about small t- town. about two hours away. Uh, but I spent time in the Midwest growing up, too, and then when I came back, I actually moved to Katie's small town. So he and was I- like the city boy in a small town. <laughs> yes, very much. And uh, yeah, and I, I actually lived there for about seven years before I moved away, and I think I only met you the last... Six months, know. so That's what yeah. It like it to well, me, really. I mean, my first memory of Cole is one of my friends. I was in choir, jazz choir, and we were it's doing a show school? at his church in high school. Oh. Yeah, his dad's church. His dad was a pastor, and we were using it as a venue. And my friend was actually dating Cole. And he oh, was yeah, running sound, and he, she was like, that's my boyfriend. And I was like, oh, cool. And that was that. And you felt the hot pangs of jealousy. <laughs> and then I was like, you're not my friend anymore. <laughs> nice. That's So that's how you guys became bitter enemies. Right. It was me. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Not yeah, really. no, I remember that night. I remember, remember thinking, oh, yeah, she's cute. Yeah. Hmm. That Ooh. was back when I straightened my hair. Yeah. All the time. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what my look was like at that time. You had a beanie on. I think I had you a still beanie. have that beanie. No, I got rid of it. We Marie Condoed oh, our house. Marie we Kondo. Marie Condoed the crap oh, out of our house. So many memories no more beanie. gone. Good thing we're making this podcast. The <laughs> yes. memory will live on. Right. Uh, funny story. One time, uh, so Katie's mom gives haircuts <laughs> no. to her sons. And one time I needed a cheap haircut. I was like, hey, can you give me a buzz cut? And she gave me a buzz cut and... Uh, let's it just say, like, I was born to have hair. I was born to have hair. It didn't look yes. great. So part of the reason I wore the beanie was to cover my shame. And you I know? still started dating you anyway. Yeah, that's true. All right, so we're we're going to get lost here. But I yeah. say all that to say that, um, Kate, so some of you are like, man, I could never find anybody in my town. And <laughs> I was getting ready to move to California to go to Bethel Church in Reading and a little before that happened is when I met Katie. And so you never know. The person that yeah. you least expect, you could end up falling in love. So let's start from the beginning. So the first yeah. the first memory, jazz that was choir. the first time I saw you. Then a few months later. Yeah, I remember, I remember a little different. Before I was dating this girl, uh, before I even met Jesus, actually, your youth group was taking a bus trip to... Seattle to go see the movie Avatar. So this is yes. like literally 10 years ago now. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I was in that van, but I was probably oh, really man. obnoxious at the time. I, I don't even remember. You, you look, you wouldn't even talk to me because yeah. at that time you were what I would say a little more <laughs> religious. Like, judgy. Judgy. Yeah. Judgy. And let's just say I was wearing, uh, you know, cool, like heavy metal arm bracelets and I had super Weird. long hair and. Yeah, I was a weirdo, and you were kind of a nerd, so we just weren't compatible at that time. So, uh, once again, the people you least expect it, that can happen. It can happen. Yep. Just starts with the tingly hormones. And then, you... <laughs> and then so, the rest. Yeah, right. So, anyway, uh, okay, so that was that's my first memory of you. Yeah, and then I remember 
We were having like a potluck at my house because we do that all the time. So for college those that don't students. know, Katie's parents are ministers on a college campus. So one of the things they do often is invite uh, college students over to their house for a potluck. So. Yeah. And so I got home from like ballet class and my like tights and leotard and sweatpants. And I was like, Who, why is he here? Like, oh, goodness. Um, and I was like, he's not in college. He shouldn't be here. No, I was 16. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the way that started was, uh, all right, so I was 16 when I met Jesus. Um, and it was a, it was a wild thing. So I was a charismatic out of the gate because like <laughs> the way I met Jesus was very much a charismatic thing, which if you don't know that story, listen to our previous episode, you can get that story. But anyway, I started to sort of be awakened to this spiritual realm and start to notice things like demons and angels and stuff like that. And uh, in my in the town we grew up in, it's very much more of a conservative, conservative sort of yeah. Baptist kind of, uh, which, you know, we love you. That's great. But it's just, I felt like I have no idea who to even talk to. And so literally in this town, like I was asking somebody and they're like, you know, you should talk to Katie's dad. Because, you know, Katie's dad, everybody kind of knows, like well, he knows a thing or two. Yeah, Katie's dad, Matt, uh, he knows a thing or two about some deliverance stuff. You should talk to him. So I actually was meeting with Katie's dad in his office for a few months before I ever even met Katie and just getting an edumacation on, (laughs) (laughs) like, deliverance and stuff like that. So it was very helpful. And what's funny is I was over almost every night eating dinner with her family and hanging out with her little brothers. And I, but this was happening while I was gone in South Africa doing YWAM. Yeah, right. So you weren't you weren't even in the picture. So I didn't even know he really had a hot daughter. Like I kind of (laughs) remember you from Potluck, but I didn't really put two and two together because you actually thought I was my sister that night, right? Oh, that's awkward. I don't remember that at all. No, I just remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I just remember at that point, I was so like focused on Jesus that I really didn't care about girls for a time. Like, yeah, I just didn't care. So no, no, it wasn't you. Like, you I shouldn't just, even yeah. be in this group because you're not in college. Right. So. so I was at her house with a bunch of college kids, but I was just there to hang out with Matt, basically. So you thought that was And weird. your friend. Alan. Alan. Yeah. Right, because he was a huge help in my early on development, and he was a college kid. So anyway, yeah, so that was kind of the first time you saw me. So we still didn't talk to each other. No, we really didn't. I mean, we just, I don't know. I I saw you a bunch, and then I think... Now, the first time I even talked about Cole was after YWAM. I come home, I have like dreadlocks... I'm that's like, right you have i'm gonna dreads. be a missionary guys hold on just just pause <laughs> katie Harmon used to have dreads yeah i've got photo evidence of this well i had decided i did not want to be attractive anymore and so i was going for the grunge look like i still clothes, thought you were hot it was just kind of like like nobody look at me i'm hiding in my goodwill clothes <laughs> Um, and so anyways, it's like youth Sunday at our church and this guy's leading worship and he's got like skinny jeans and slicked hair. And it's, I was like, who is this guy? And I was like, oh, that's, oh, cool, that's right. At that time, I was watching a lot of like the show Mad Men and Suits and stuff. Oh. So you all might know me for my beautiful flowing curly mane. But back then, <laughs> You're I welcome. had total like 50s, like slicked hair. So yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. And then you might be able to find a picture on Facebook if you look. I'll post them side by side when I share these, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, after service, I'm talking to my girlfriends, and uh, they're like, my one friend asks her sister, so what do you think of Cole? And my friend is like, I don't know, seven years older than me, and she was like, no way, he's like 18. Katie, what do you think of Cole? And I was like, no way, he's wearing skinny jeans, and like, No. <laughs> <laughs> I was the embodiment of like city materialism. So, and Katie was Little Miss Dreadlocks and Goodwill Pants over here. Yes, pretty pretty great. <laughs> so we've been good for each other. First lesson, and yeah, and I think I think in a sense that's still there's still echoes of that. You know, like we've definitely affected each other a lot. But Katie definitely tends more towards the minimalist side of things, and I kind of tend to love just 
I don't know, shiny things. So not, <laughs> not I wouldn't say I'm materialistic. I just enjoy fashion. fanciness and fashion and whiskey and whatever else. And, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I know, because you're married to me now. But And I also can appreciate throwing large amounts of so, stuff away. Needless so needless to say, this far into our story, we are definitely not into each other whatsoever. No, we, we were, I would say maybe almost, <laughs> I hate to say it, it sounds bad, but almost I'm not close. really that attracted to each other <laughs> just because we were coming from such different planes of life at this point. So if you're listening to this story, um, first of all, when you start to get feelings for somebody that you previously didn't have on your radar, that can totally happen. Yeah. Like if you you might be asking God like, man, do I need to move to meet somebody or whatever? That person could be right in front of you, but you guys need to, uh, it's just something that God will have to open your eyes yeah, to. Yeah, it might take a little time. Yeah. But also expect the unexpected when you're yeah. looking, when you're on the prowl. When yeah. You're... When did we become friends? Let's talk about that. Okay. So when we became friends. After I met Jesus, I started a youth group, and I had my own youth group for a while, um, which was yeah, so much fun. Games. Yeah, well, I was really hyper spiritual, <laughs> so Katie's youth group had games, but I was like, no Super games. Great ones. We're not here for games. We're here for Jesus. We're right? still like that. I'm like, let's play games, and he's like, no. I'm like, let's pray. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So, so I had started a youth group and then one of the pastors at Katie's church approached me and said, Hey, basically like, what if we combine forces and made a super youth group? We could yeah. totally change the world, which I was like, awesome. So, uh, <laughs> I ended up becoming sort of a volunteer pastor slash leader at Katie's youth group, and she was one of the youth leaders. Yeah, after we still I didn't talk much from my South Africa trip. Right, we still didn't talk much. No, we still we maybe said two words to each other okay. here and there, but uh, there was, a, was lo- just like there's so a lot spiritual, of spiritual. Right. Like, you know. the sexual tension was there, but the conversation <laughs> just wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Oh, it was there anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, so her every year this youth group. Uh, well, the whole church really, like middle school and all that. They have a summer retreat, camp. kind of a summer camp retreat. It was way out in the sticks. And so we both were part of this youth group. So we were helping. So we we're both leaders at this camp. And we go out there. Yeah. And remember, we're... Let me just tell you. <laughs> nothing makes you friends like chasing out demons. Yeah. So we were we were leading this Southern Baptist summer camp. <laughs> Praise God, man. We all have different Praise approaches, you know. But I uh, I had been a charismatic now for a little bit. And you were the worship leader. That's right. So. And I was worship leading. And then Katie, just coming back from YWAM, seeing who knows what, people getting out yeah. of wheelchairs and demons coming out of people and all that stuff. So I'm not exactly sure all how this happened. But basically what happened is we had our own sort of like outpouring of the spirit. Uh, we would worship yeah. for a few hours. We'd have kids crying, people experiencing the Holy Spirit. Seeing angels. Yeah, seeing angels. Seeing demons. Uh, but what's interesting is that night we also, which I don't think this would happen to us anymore because I think we know our authority and stuff yes. now. But back then we were just babies. We're just like babies. 18, yeah. So. And so we had this thing where all these kids were like manifesting demons and like, someone oh. tried to kill your brother and it was... Mm, yeah, kind of. We spent all night basically uh, calming down these kids and yeah. just praying and... There were like crazy lightning storms happening and... We saw... We had experiences with angels that were really powerful. Just to summarize this because yeah. we don't want to so get stuck here. But that... It was like... here. The thing that I remember about that the most though is... We were having this crazy, like, panic and all this stuff yeah. going on. And the only people that were awake handling it were me and Katie and her dad, Matt. And so that whole time I was like, uh, this is really scary, but she's really attractive. But this is really scary. <laughs> and I don't know. Like, the next day we woke up and then we were friends. And it's like when you during go that something. time, <laughs> I had the, like, girls... They all had crushes on Cole. Of course they did. And so I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, they all wanted to be knowing what's happening and like, yeah, let's pray because Cole's there. So that was fun. That is funny. Anyway, uh, so the next day we started talking and we started talking a lot. It was fun. We realized, oh, this girl, she's not 
Because super snuck up judgmental girl. She's like really pretty. She's really cool and I'm not fun. Okay, and he can have a real conversation. He's not about Jesus. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, everybody was headed back, and Katie didn't have anyone to ride with her in her car. So I very Indian quickly Yellow? volunteered myself to do that. And Daniela, right? Was she in her car? Yeah, she was driving. I don't think I noticed or remembered her being in you her car. You were in the back seat, so that's funny. <laughs> but all I'm saying is, I just, just wanted really to ride wanted home to with ride you, home with me. and if I had to ride with her to get there. So, to skip ahead a little bit, around this time we got back, this is when I discovered like Todd White and mm-hmm. Bethel, and I was just getting lit up about the idea of praying for people on the streets mm-hmm. and because katie was the only charismatic i know <laughs> and also super attractive i was like you know what we should do there's a jazz festival which when you live oh, in a small town yeah. a jazz festival is like a big freaking deal yeah. so we were like let's go to this jazz festival and just pray for people yeah. and let me tell you I don't think a single thing happened as far as healing or anything. Just some awkward conversations. It was so great. But we were having fun. That's we what mattered. But I do remember getting the ticket. Someone being like, oh, is this your girlfriend? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, total Disney moment. You oh, know? yeah. And then and I then... met your dad that night. That's right, yeah. I was like, oh, that's weird. That's right. Then we shared a plate of spaghetti, and we accidentally slurped whoa, the same whoa, whoa. noodle and kissed. <laughs> <laughs> Movie moments. So we did this festival, and that night... After the festival, oh, we didn't go home. That's right. No, what we did instead was we took the long way home. And we, we were riding bikes. Hours. Like, we spent hours and hours and no, hours talking. No, we were riding talking. bikes. Did you tell me that? Yeah, okay. we were so riding like, bikes. We were driving in the car, but no. No, no, no. Small town. Small town. Warm we were riding night, our bikes. Train tracks. And then no, I was let's like, go this way. you're cool. And I think that was the we first time I house. gave you a hug. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember that. That was weird. Remember? You were wearing your super hot, like, flower shorts. And... Oh. Anyway, uh, so that was the first time that our friendship really exploded into like, we became best friends from that yeah. point on. Mm-hmm. And even though you were about to leave and go to college. And you were going to go to California. Uh, that six months, I would say, it was like summer to like winter-ish. We, hung, we were basically inseparable. We were hanging out yeah. all the time, finding any time and excuse. And there was not really any romance there yet, but no. it was just like, we're really? good friends. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, okay, so then in the fall, you went off to college. Yeah. So, yeah, I was really sad to leave, and it made it harder to go to a Christian college because I was like, but Cole's healing people, and nobody here wants to see miracles. And Yeah. So we would text back and forth. He'd share testimonies, and I'd share testimonies. and It was fun. <clears throat> but then Christmas. No. Then no. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. That's right. Okay, so Katie came home on a Thanksgiving break. Yes, not just me. I brought my college roommates. Yeah, they were super nice. They were super great. I liked them. And we went out to Jack in the Box one night. And I don't know if everybody knows Jack friend. in the Box is oh, is yeah. kind of like the rallies of Washington. Um, it's well, maybe a little higher than that, but yeah, it's just gut wrenching fast food. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we went out to get some food, and Cole wasn't there at this point. But when I got to the house, he was there, and so all my friends met him. And I was like, "This is cool." Anyways, oh, right. my Meanwhile, friend... I should say, while she was gone, the entire time I'm hanging out with her family right. and her brothers, like, every Just night. sneaking his way in. So, I don't think she expected to see me no, at her house when she got back. No, I was like, why, why, why is cool here? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's okay. And so, we're eating, and my roommate was like, you should tell her what you told me. And I was like, what? What did you tell her? And he goes, are you sure I should tell her? I don't think I should tell her. Just like, tell her, tell her, tell her. He's like, well, Cole's in love with you. And I was like, what? No, Cole is not in love with me. We were like best friends. He does not love me like that. No, you are so wrong. And he just looks at me. And he's like, I've seen the look in his eye. He loves you. I was like, no, stop, stop. <laughs> so up until that point, I was like, no, we're just friends. So like, fellas. I hadn't even thought about dating. I was just like, so this you is know, good. Listen I'll- to that. The woman I loved. Her reaction to hearing that I loved her was, oh, God, no. <laughs> so there's hope for you. It gets worse. Yeah, there's hope for you. Oh, yeah, so it does get worse. <laughs> I was just not ready to be in a relationship. Right. And in college, had lots of guys asking me to date them, and I was just like, no. So fast forward to home, Cole's like, let's go watch our friend play music. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And so we're hanging out, and I was like, you know what? I should just like... Oh, oh, I should preface this too. Okay. I had come to terms with the fact that I loved you. 
I had finally on Thanksgiving. No, no, no. Like no, d- while you were gone yeah, yeah. between Christmas and or Thanksgiving. Yeah, right. I come to terms with it, and I started having dreams, which I think these dreams. So Katie and I have a very loose philosophy with dreams when it comes to <laughs> yes. romance. There's just a lot that can go wrong if you only listen to your dreams. But I do feel like these dreams were from God. Uh, if anything, he was just nudging me. I had these dreams of asking you out and you becoming my girlfriend. And I would just be like, oh, okay, maybe maybe I will get the courage to, to do that. And I was thinking like, okay, you know, I, I think I can do this. Fast forward to this night. So we go out to see right. our friend play music. And then what do you do? <laughs> and I was like, gearing up this whole time. I was like, okay, I'm just going to like clear the air. Make sure he's not in love with me. Like, I don't really believe my friend, but I've been gone like another, what, three weeks. till it's starting to feel like a date. I'm just going to tell <laughs> right. him right now. I think, did you, you went to the bathroom? I don't know. Anyways, one of us came back from the bathroom. I was like, you know what? I just wish the guys at school could be friends. Like, we're friends. Like, I started to become friends with them, and then they're like, I want more. I mean, we're just best friends. It's so great that we can just be best friends, and that's it. Yeah. And I was like, isn't that awesome? And he was like, yeah. yeah. That's, that's... So immediately in my heart, I was like, well, if I can only have you as friends, then I'm going to be the best <laughs> mother freaking friend, you know. <laughs> so as I'm saying those words, I'm like, oh, he's pretty great, though. Man, he's better than the other guys. So there's this inkling in me that's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But I said it. So we were just friends. So anyways, Christmas break goes on. We're we're full-on best friends. We decide, like, okay, I'm going to dance for church, and he's going to play live music because it'll be really powerful for the Christmas Eve service. And, like, I give him money to go to... Yeah, so I decided I'm moving to California, and she... She gave me like 150 bucks for Christmas. Yeah, we had like me. and a love oh, note and a, a smiley note. face mug. Yep, which is also fun. Ember broke it. Ember broke it. She it breaks a lot of my favorite things, <laughs> so <laughs> but she can't sorry. break my spirit. <laughs> <laughs> she does a lot of amazing things too. Anyways, so that was like the first time we gave each other gifts, and then there was you. We had a sleepover. You got like snowed in in my house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was totally pure and totally innocent. Pure. Sleepover. We watched up. Listen, until late in this small town. Sometimes it snows like heck. So I was over at her house and then looked out the window and seriously a foot of snow dumped. So I was like, "Can I just sleep on the couch?" So I did. Yeah. Yeah. So he slept on the couch. We watched up, and that (laughs) night I was thinking, "I hope he like tries to hold my hand or something." But which is what I had dreams about. I I forgot to say, one of my dreams was. Us watching a movie, and I reached over and grabbed your hand. So anyways, we're hanging out all the time, and I'm like, man, I'm starting to have feelings for this guy. He's so great. Like my mom, oh my goodness, we're having a worship night, and Cole's playing guitar, and she looks at him, and she's like, so do you think your future wife is going to like like your tattoos? <laughs> mom, oh my gosh, how are you saying this? It was so awkward. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. They, my parents had no idea what was I, going on. Okay, like, but did they, You though? stayed over at our house until... That's Half true. midnight multiple times and then just us hanging out, talking. That's true. So great. Yeah, so then January rolled around and I uh decided to move to Reading. Yeah, we're like nearing the end of break and I was but like, hold What on. am I gonna do? We forgot something real quick. There was one point too where uh Katie was starting to sort of come around to the idea that she might yeah. love me. And but I had a huge problem with his gelled hair. She hated my hair. I hated his she hair. She hated my hair. And I was like, Jesus, if this is ever going to work, you're going to have to tell him to change his hair. Like, that is just, no. So while Katie's praying that prayer, <laughs> I was visiting Reading with my parents. And seriously, get a load of this, okay? I was in worship, and the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to stop gelling your hair because you're wild like King David, and I want you to grow that <laughs> hair. So and you have, he's like, I, I like your curly hair. I want you to grow it out because you're becoming a lion. Lions don't need to gel their hair. That's what the <laughs> Lord said to me. So I had no idea that Katie didn't like my hair. So he comes over to our house one day, and we have like this window on our door, and his so head pops into Katie the window. This. It was literally the next day. Yeah. <laughs> and I like flipped out. I was like, oh my gosh, his hair is curly. Yeah. Ah, I, let it, I let it flow. I was like, was... no. <laughs> you know, still fighting yeah, it. Right. Because I was like, I had this picture of marriage too that was just like not true. And it was not a healthy picture of what marriage is. I just thought it was limiting and my life would be over and I couldn't go on any more adventures and I would just have to 
which, be a housewife all which the time. Which is really or funny because your parents are like the exact opposite. Yeah, of that. I don't know. Like where your it parents came are from. world travelers and true, but my mom did have to stay home a lot when we were. That's kids. true, but I'm just saying. Like, I think that that was definitely a fear that oh, yeah. didn't. It you wasn't. Know, yeah, it wasn't even. I don't even know where it came from. Right. Well, anyway, anyway, okay, yeah. So so, I did confess to my sister's fiance that I actually had feelings for Cole now, and I didn't know what to do. (laughs) I know it's so bad. (laughs) It's okay. No, it's okay. Don't friend zone your friends. (laughs) Just leave it. Leave it. Just let it. See what happens. You know, don't try to put labels on everything. Yeah. No, that's actually not good advice. That's terrible advice. You can put labels on. Anyway, so I did tell people, like, I think I wish I could date Cole. And I actually found these really great emails. So my sister was in Jordan at the time, and I was emailing her all my feelings. I was like, I think I like him now. And it's like this great journal I can go through and be like, oh, my goodness. My cute little 19-year-old heart was like, (gasps) first real love. Well, anyway, so let me skip to my side now. So I leave, never lived away from my parents. I decide to literally blindly moved to Reading without a place to stay on the other side. Uh, so this is the kind of person Katie's like, I don't want to marry this person, right? Like, I was, like, was yes. crazy. Uh, These are adventures. Following the Lord just completely with his voice, which is funny because ha- halfway through the trip is when I got a call from a friend of a friend who offered a place to stay. Because they heard I was coming. parents were like... I don't know how it happened. All I know is I found a place to stay. Yeah. Anywho, um, so I took a detour because um, my now brother-in-law was doing YWAM in Oregon. So I was living in Washington, moving down to California. So on the way in the state of Oregon, I stayed with him for a couple, uh, well, for for like a week. And You were kind of thinking, like, should I do a DTS? I've got six months before, like, BSSM starts. Yeah. So anyway, I remember they had a very nice prayer chapel in the woods, and I was bummed, yeah, because I really, really, like, did love you, but it was hard to say that because I'm, like, moving to a different state, and you're you're doing the college thing, and I'm doing the, like, borderline homeless, living in a car, listening to the Holy Spirit kind of thing. Just didn't seem very compatible. But anywho, I remember saying to God, like, you got to remember, I was so focused on Jesus that I didn't care about girls. And then I met Katie, and all of a sudden, I cared about this girl, and I remember saying this this out loud to the Lord. I said... This is so good. Literally said this. I said, God, if I can't have Katie, then I think I'm just content to be a hermit, and I'll just dedicate my life to you in celibacy. The Lord knew... Isn't that the sweetest? (laughs) I guess. I guess. The Lord knew that I was not built for that kind of... (laughs) (laughs) Now you know I was not built for that kind of lifestyle, and... (laughs) <laughs> so anyway, uh, while I was visiting my bro- my brother-in-law, Joel, uh, he heard from Katie that she had feelings for me. So he sat me down at coffee one time and was just like, tell me why. But he was just kind of like, I think if you tell her, you'll be surprised. Because I, I was just like, she already she said no. Yeah, she friends on me hard. Like, yeah. So, yep. <laughs> so I remember thinking, you know what? YOLO. YOLO. <laughs> I'm just going to tell her how I feel. And so yes. I called her on Skype, which, yeah, this is back in the day. So I called her on Skype, Skype and she was sitting on her. We didn't even have smartphones. No, no, I really didn't. So, uh, which funny enough, I here I am not eight years later. No, not quite. Six years later. Something like that. Seven yeah. years later. Seven, Seven years later, I'm getting rid of my smartphone. I'm actually switching back because it's Whoa. killing me. I hate smartphones, but... Another subject. Anyway, um, yeah, so I told her. She's sitting in her college dorm on her cute little yoga ball bouncing. Yeah. I told her how I felt, and to my surprise, <laughs> instead of shock and horror and hanging up on me, she she's bouncing really hard on her yoga ball. <laughs> it was just like, well, I like you too. And then before we know it, we're like, oh my God, where are these like, butterflies? We're like, huh. And, oh my uh, you know, we're like. And I was like, you should probably call me dad. <laughs> yeah, total Jim and Pam moment, you know, where we. This whole struggle to get there. Oh, but. man. And then we got there. <laughs> yep. Then we got we there. We called our parents, my parents. And I don't even know. my thing was, I wasn't going to say I love you until I was sure I was going to marry her. So... He waited like one almost month a month. <laughs> one Not month even. in, I told her I loved her. Which is really Not sweet. Not just that, Okay, though. all right. You can tell it. He rec- wrote and recorded a song to say I love you on Valentine's Day. And he had my college dorm roommate burn it onto a CD and leave it 
for me with flowers and chocolate so that when I woke up, I like had to put in headphones and listen to him sing I love you over and over. And I was like, no, I can't just say like I love you back because I'm going to wake him up. If that took place now, that could have like not worked at all because who has a CD player now? <laughs> like, right. I know. Burn the CD. Yeah. This was a while ago though. This was in yeah. that gray area when it was it still. Was like, yeah. I mean, I just listened to it on my laptop. Yeah. So super special. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Get married. This is real. And then. Now the- it was kind of tricky because in this college dorm, I was like known for being happy single. Right. Like all the girls were like, if you can do it and be happy single, then that means I can do it too. Girl power. Like I was one of the leaders in our dorm and mentoring a lot of people. So I was still kind of like torn. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm dating someone now. So one of my sort of like tests for Katie was, uh, you know, I'm living in Reading and you got to realize like, uh, well, well, Katie's family, they're, they are charismatic, um, but she kind of grew up more in a sort of a Baptist environment. Um, my family at this time, like now you probably know from listening to our last show, they're totally like on board the charismatic train. Uh, but it, so I was living in Reading, so now I'm getting like full on like people falling <laughs> to the ground and getting healed and laughing and being drunk in the spirit and gold dust and all the stuff they warned me about on the internet. That was like my daily experience. And uh, so I kind of had to like make sure because I knew like this is the Jesus that I met. Like this is a big deal to me. Like this is a make or break. Like if you're not okay with this, I don't think we can get married. Yeah. And that was a tough pill for me to swallow. But I knew, like, this is God. This is what life is for me. Yeah. So I invited Katie to come out, not just to Reading, but um, a fellow, if you know, <laughs> I'm a big fan of, by the name of John Crowder. Yeah. And John Crowder meetings are, like, a little too out there for most Bethel people. So I was like, hey, there's going to be this three-day True intensive. Test. So Katie came out, and we stayed three days together uh, going to this, like, just crazy, fun, charismatic thing. And and we both loved it. And we knew like, okay, our marriage, this is kind of like our lesson sort of for you. It's like our marriage from the beginning was built on the presence of God. Yeah. Like the actual tangible experience of the bliss of God's presence. That's what our marriage is centered around. And that's how we try to live our entire life. And that's our starting point. And so when you live in that cloud of glory, you don't have to worry about things like falling out of love because you're just charged with supernatural love for your spouse each and every day. And so if there's ever a day where we feel disconnected or off from that, like we know what normal feels like. So we know yeah. how to so go, oh, okay, something's wrong. Like whether yeah. it's maybe I got offended or maybe I'm just distracted. Maybe or I need to sleep. Yeah, maybe I'm hungry. Yes. <laughs> maybe I'm <Honestly>. pregnant. <laughs> maybe I have hormones. Yeah. Uh, uh, we know sort of like where our center is. So that yeah. was a very foundational thing for us. Yeah. So. Yeah. So our long distance relationship was about nine months. Yeah. January to, to when school started in yeah. September. Yeah. So it was like really good for me to take it slow in that. It was nice because we were already knew each other really well as just friends. Yeah. But coming around to dating was a big journey for me. And like even thinking about being tied to someone else and not being able to just do whatever I wanted to do, you know, that independent spirit, um, which I still have. And cool. Right. But things change when you commit your life to somebody else, you know? But it was really great. And uh, getting to go to Reading, I do remember not getting to go to Bethel because someone was tired. Yeah, I but. had to sleep in. <laughs> well, anyway, um, yeah, so, so yeah, I think that time was really good for me, too, just to, at that time, it was very transitional. Like, everything, yeah. it felt like I was unlearning everything I learned and learning a bunch of you new stuff. But crazy but living situations. Coming full circle. Yeah, I lived in a crack house, for real, like, I literally did. Yeah. But, but coming... Now, coming full circle, I realized, like, so much of what I learned growing up is actually very valuable, and mm-hmm. I've kept that stuff. But, you know, I was just in a time where I had to figure out who I was, so I'm glad that we were dating long distance, yeah. because when you did eventually join me in Reading, it was like we were... We had 
peas in a pot. Like, yeah. We had gone through so much personal growth and really having space to make decisions like, okay, am I going to pick up and move to California? Because for a long time, I thought I was going to finish school. It wasn't until midsummer that I was like, actually, I think I'm supposed to go to Reading and do first year with Cole and like, yeah, risk it all really. Because we hadn't, we had talked about marriage, but we also talked about like, what if we don't get married? Are you going to be okay without me? Like, I want you to be healthy yeah. on your own, no matter what happens. Well, let's, let's, let's park here for a second. Yeah. I like that. That was a really big thing too, was uh, we really loved each other, mm-hmm. but I'd say because we were so inseparable and attached at the hip as a dating couple, I think I started to get a little bit freaked out. Like, man, you know. Once I moved there? Yeah. yeah. It's like, what do, can I, I just needed to know that you would be okay if we broke up. You yeah. Know? And you needed to know that I'd be okay because sure. we wanted to make sure that we went into marriage as two healthy whole people. Yeah. And first year, if you haven't been through reading school is intense like a lot of inner healing happens and then even me just being in a new place not having any friends and learning how to make friends was something that was hard for me and so um it was easy to just be like well I have Cole so I'm gonna hang out with Cole right um so looking back you know yeah ideally you would have a lot more friends to hang out with than just each other and uh yeah bigger community but yeah, and that's why today I try to tell dating couples, it's like, listen, I know you want to spend every waking yes. minute, but until you're married, it's good to intentionally spend time apart because mm-hmm. you're still figuring stuff out. And it's yeah. it's kind of crazy how somebody else can just sort of dominate your thought life and your yeah, world. And sure. you just want to make sure that um, you're, you're putting your experience of jesus above the other person yeah yeah so without our nine months of long distance that would have been super difficult very difficult yeah so jesus knew what he was doing so taking it, it slow good. i know nobody ever wants to hear i know nobody ever wants to hear take it slow should we talk about our uh first you have to wait what to get mean? married oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so okay so I was sure that I was sure that I wanted to marry Katie. Katie was sure that she was sure that she would say yes. Uh, But at that time, I had no job. I had (laughs) no car. I had basically no clothes that weren't, like, ripped Ripped. and ridiculous. No money for food. No money for peanut butter and bread. Literally, I was eating peanut butter and bread. Very skinny. (laughs) (laughs) If you look at pictures of me, I look so tiny and now look at me i'm yes. just this buff oh, man, man hunk but anywho uh yeah so katie's dad obviously loved me because he had been mentoring me for a long yes. time but he he's very wise. i'm very glad that he did this i asked him if i could marry <laughs> katie and he was like listen it might have happened the day before my sister was getting married yeah, there's a lot of wedding juices flowing in my head at that time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anywho, uh, I, I asked know. him, I took him outside, and I was like, hey, can I marry your daughter or something like that? And he was just basically like, I love you, and I want to say yes, and one day I will say yes. But right now, I'm going to say no, because you kind of need to get your life together a little bit. <laughs> He's like, what do you have to Heart offer my crush. daughter? What do you have to offer, you know, like... Other than winning personality, <laughs> you know. <laughs> He's and, very charming. And, and at the same time, uh, kind of my spiritual mentor, JR, uh, was kind of trying to whip me into shape a little bit. Um, <laughs> I was living in his house, and he basically kicked me out and was just like, listen, it's time for the bird to fly out of the nest. Let's and go. Uh, he bought me a notebook to write my goals in and basically taught me some life skills. And honestly, I never knew that I was a responsible person until... I had a woman in my life to fight for, and I became that person very quickly. I got a job uh, that I was working at. I was making money. I was paying my bills, paying my taxes. Did you get a car, too? Yeah, I got a car. Well, I don't even want to talk about that situation right now. I had a Saturn that was barely a car. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It was like an upgrade from a horse-drawn carriage. Yeah, let's just say it went to the dump after we got married. Yeah, right, right, right. So, anywho, but I... I pulled myself together, and we thought, oh, man. Look, so you got to realize, too, part of what was motivating us, and this is not a bad thing. This is just <laughs> freaking natural biology. Yes. Let's just say we were super attracted old. to each other. 
Uh, and there's only so long you can hang out with a person that you're that attracted to and not want to kiss a lot, like, all the time. Yeah. And so... So we wrote Katie's parents a letter. It was very mm-hmm. cute. And it was basically like, hey, pros, we're pros. like, we're responsible now. Um, so we're going to write you some pros and cons. Pros is, you know, maybe we get married a little early in life, but we figure our mistakes out. We grow up together. It's very fun. Right. Cons, uh, teen pregnancy. No, we weren't, we weren't teens. <laughs> I don't but think we did that. We weren't, nobody was pregnant, but we were just like, listen, we're trying, but we, we just need to get married is what we're saying. Totally. And, uh, so here's the kicker. My sister was leaving again for a mission trip um, for like, I don't know, six months? How long is she going to be gone? Maybe three months. So it was like, okay, we either do it really soon or we have to wait like a year. And waiting a year is not going to be good. It's not an option. It's not an option. <laughs> <laughs> so basically in the email we sent it. The next day, or no, you had asked again before we sent this email. No, I didn't. I, I just said... Remember when Steve Backlund pointed at you? Oh, oh, so I was going through my own crisis, too, of just, like... This is, again, you know, I, what we were talking about, wanting to make sure that we were kind of following the Lord. But I was just kind of learning... What I know now about God is that he's a good father and he doesn't stir up desires in you just to crush them and say no. Um, God's not this kind of God where you just lay everything down and sacrifice all that you think is good and wonderful. Yeah. He's not that kind of God. Like he if loves to say yes to you. there's something better. Yeah. So I was kind of struggling. Like I had this religious idea that because I wanted to marry Katie, then that means God didn't want me to marry Katie. Right. So I was going through this whole thing. And uh, a, a speaker at school uh, pointed right at me during a sermon. was just like, the Lord wants you to know the answer is yes. And I, that really spoke to me. And I was like, all right. I mean, walked I guess. Out. Yeah, I walked out. And I, I called Katie's dad. And I was like, listen, this is going to happen. We're going to do this. So, anywho, all, long story short, Katie's parents are very reasonable people. They were like, go and for your it. dad texted me. He was like, so you want to get married on this date? And I was like, yeah. He was like, all right. I was like, <laughs> yeah. really? You just texted me this? Yeah, oh, my right, gosh. Right. We're not even engaged. And we yeah. have a wedding date. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, Cole, he is so wonderful. And he knew I really wanted to be surprised. So my mom came in clutch, by question. the way. I, was, oh, I had a yeah, job, yeah, but I was yeah. still poor. My mom gave me my grandma's engagement ring. And yeah. that became our wedding which ring. Which so. I made a horrible mistake. Nobody should ever do this. And my friends were all giving me advice, like, well, you should probably tell them, like, what kind of ring you want, and, like, if you want at least, like, silver or gold. And I was like, but I don't know what kind of ring I want. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't even care. I'm not a jewelry person. I just want what he wants to give me. And they were like, well, just an idea. You should just tell him. So one day I was like, okay, I'll just tell him. Like, I think I like silver. I think I want something silver. And so I was like, cool. This ring is gold. Super gold. (laughs) Super gold. (laughs) I was like, cool. I just wanted you to know I think I want a silver ring. And he looked at me and he was like, <gasps> like crestfallen, like, oh my gosh, how can you say this? And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. You already have a ring. I didn't know. Like, I, ah! I don't even remember this I like yet. freaked out and but felt here, so you know, horrible. And that's, and that's the thing. I'm so glad people, that you don't even remember that. The reason anyways, why we want to tell you our story is because yeah. people always want to throw in advice. And this is really like... It's your story. It's your story. And really, it's you and the Lord. Like, yeah. you don't need everybody else's opinion on... You don't need culture's opinion or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. you need some key people that you trust. Yeah. And the Lord, because, yeah. Mm -hmm. But back to our engagement weekend. So, we basically were like, okay, we have a wedding date, but we're not engaged. And the wedding date is in, like, less than three months. So, we need to get engaged. And I was like, okay, it's going to happen in the next, like, weekend. It had to happen. But I really wanted to be surprised. And I was like, I don't know if he can do this. Also, I'm a prankster. Pull this off. Yeah, so he took me out on, like, a couple of fake... I would tell like, her, I'd be like, hey, so we're going to go on a date tonight. I want you to get dressed up real fancy. Yeah. And then I'd take her to, like, and I was like is Burger this King it? Is or frozen it? yogurt. And she'd be like, okay. But, man. <laughs> man. Let me tell you. I'm faster. Oh, okay, okay. okay. You don't. Not, yeah. I don't know how long we've been going. I'm having fun. I hope you're it's having fun. fun. But, uh, anywho, so what I did was, Katie was living with some girls at the time. I had them um, arrange to wake her up at like six in the morning some stupidly early hour at hold flowers. on you woke me up we'll start over <laughs> we remember things differently but i remember out. it crystal clear okay okay all right you tell the story okay so it was saturday morning and super early cole comes in and wakes me up and i was like oh my gosh it's happening this is it and so i get out of bed and i'm like 
It's dark. Where are we going? And he hands me a cup of coffee and we're driving and the sun is like starting to come up and we're just like sitting there and I don't even remember what we talked about. But anyways, he drives to... Pretty sure you just smiled at me like a dork yeah, all the time. Yeah, I was just like... <laughs> you oh knew what gosh, was going on. We're going to get into So just this to set it. some context here, Bethel Redding uh, is on this gorgeous hill overlooking yeah. mountains and trees and forests and stuff. So they have a prayer chapel, which is like this perfect view of everything. Yeah. So it was sunrise. It was sunrise. And we're sitting cross-legged and he like pulls out this box. Yeah. And he's like holding my hand and I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Will you marry me? And I said, yes. Mm-hmm. And he put the ring on my finger. Sure did. And we probably kissed. Uh, Probably. <laughs> If not then, but then, then later. <laughs> we went into the chapel and we took communion together. Yep. It's very cute. Which was wonderful. Yeah. Because Cole has always been so intentional about just making everything about the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And then it continued. We went back to my house and I, I had to work at 9 a.m. So this was all happening before 9 a.m. Yeah. So and I had it arranged. Her Obviously, I didn't break into her house. Her roommates <laughs> let me in the house. And then I had asked them if they would have breakfast ready for us when yes, we get back. So we got back. celebrated with us. We like, had breakfast all together. Called our families. And then I went to work and I showed everyone my ring. And they were like, what? When did this happen? You were at work last night. And I was like, this morning. Yeah. And it was super great. Right. And that was our engagement. But the funny thing is, uh, because we were working on a time crunch to make sure that Katie's sister could come... We were engaged for not even three whole months. So this is yeah. where our life got really crazy. And this is Long distance if you ever want to know what your spouse is made of, plan a wedding with them. And I was surprised to say, not surprised. I mean, I knew I was picking right. But uh, what is usually like a, a hellish war zone for many <laughs> couples planning a wedding was so much fun with Katie. So and yeah, fun. I mean, of course, there's times you got a little overwhelmed about flowers or this or that. But we had so much fun deciding together. Um, yeah. Katie's mom was a huge help. My mom was a huge help. We did, you know, I kind of took the man role and like planned a honeymoon. Yep. And Which was a big trust thing for me. I was like, okay, because yeah, right. I'm a planner. I love details. And I was learning to become a planner for the first time in my life. Yeah. So it was a super sweet surprise to have it all planned out. Yeah, and it was a raging success. We it had was. such a fun wedding. Like, uh, it was great. I mean, we had a huge amount of people because Katie's, you know, small town connections. It's like <laughs> everybody's friends with everybody and yeah. invited to everybody's wedding. And I had a whole different side of the family. Yeah. And it was it was awesome. It was simple, but it was beautiful. And mm-hmm. I think we pulled it off with flying colors. I think and so. uh, then we had our honeymoon. And that's probably where we should end because we can talk about our first year of marriage. Yeah, for another episode. Maybe next time. Uh, Yeah, which, yeah. So so some of the lessons. Let's kind of review some of the lessons here. I kind of wanted to say back to like, it's your own story. Yeah. Um, There are things you can do that are really dumb, you know, like getting married the next day that you meet somebody, that's really dumb. But at the same time, like there are so many couples that come in different shapes and sizes and stories. And I think what our, what I love about our story is that it really is, it it just shows that God was in it and Mm -hmm. God didn't, God never really told us what to do. So some people get kind of freaked out when people give prophetic words like you are to marry so-and-so and and it can be a a nightmare and i would never say that god showed up and said you must do this but what he did was he knew that we had a mutual desire for each other but we were basically a world apart and he knew that we wanted each other deep down and he helped us sort of close the gap uh little by little he helped us prepare and really we learned a lot about god being a loving father through this whole thing actually yeah we you know, we didn't know where the money would come from for mm-hmm. the wedding, but you know, your parents were a huge help and like things just worked out in miraculous ways for us. Yeah. It's like, it's like once we decided this is what we want, uh, there was no obstacle that was too big to overcome. Yeah. And I had to grow up a lot in that, mm-hmm. which is really and we good. we actually went through a really great course defining the relationship that brought out a lot of fears yeah. and, um, just, uh, really great conversation topics and actually a fun 
quiz test, that compatibility test, which we had flying colors. But they were yeah. a little nervous to meet with us because we had told them we got engaged. And they were like, <laughs> I hope your test results are good. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> which we took they were a, awesome. a writing course called DTR. And uh, no, that was really good, though. I mean, yeah. that, that opened us up. And so this is stuff that you want to get sorted out before you married yeah. somebody. Like, I had so much insecurity and anxiety about money. And mm-hmm. I mean, to this day, like, that's still something I have to be intentional about is not having anxiety about uh being an adequate man but there yeah it it challenged my masculinity it challenged Mm -hmm. my assumptions about what katie wanted out of life and i think what we boiled it down to is uh what was kind of our theme for our wedding is we went with the up theme yeah the pixar is up and it was adventures out there and our our big verse was um Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Mm -hmm. So from day one, our marriage has been built around a revelation that we can experience God's presence together. And life is not meant to be a tooth and nail struggle, but we're living in the garden. You know, the curse has been redeemed and life is now an adventure with Jesus. And that adventure has real danger and Mm -hmm. real hard times and real amazing times. But at the end of the day, our life feels like we're freaking going down a river in a raft, man. Like it's been so many twists and turns and we've taken risks and we've had times where we don't know what the heck we're doing. Yeah. And it's been a beautiful, joyous ride though. And it's, yeah. yeah. Any takeaways for you from our story that you want to share? Um, I would say while you're waiting to date someone, like we were really focused on ourselves before we even considered dating each other like we were on our own path to grow and become an amazing person you know Um, and that was really important because we ended up starting to date without a whole lot of baggage we were pretty healthy people we didn't have a lot of like tools on how to date or we were pretty much the first relationship we each had yeah um, which is beautiful and also difficult you know sure you can learn a lot from dating relationships and um, but yeah, so just, uh, really working on yourself and encountering Jesus and figuring out who you are helps when you're getting into a relationship with someone else and trying to figure out who they are. Yeah. And part of it too, like for me, when I first heard the, the gospel, really like the sort of the glory, grace gospel, I mean, I can't even tell you how foundational to my being that is. And so because I think I discovered that and because my wife was able to kind of discover that, uh, then it became a good foundation for marriage. And so if you don't know what you're about, like if you don't know, (laughs) like I hate to say it this way, it sounds a little extreme, but like if a gun was to your head and they're like, you know, what's the gospel or whatever like knowing what your message is like the the core revelation of god that you bring to the table yeah to know what that is um you know it's not that you can't be married to somebody who doesn't see things a little differently katie and i certainly do but our core revelation is the same and that is that it's all about god's presence yeah Yeah, and like when we started dating we had no idea what our dreams were i mean cole would call me and be like oh my gosh are you okay with this like the lord just showed me that i'm gonna be a rock star like are you okay with marrying a rock star like i don't know like i i think i'm supposed to be a missionary in a foreign country like are you okay with that like i don't even know and so you know you're hearing god and you're hearing yourself and you're like okay well how is this gonna work yeah and you have your own passions and they have their own passions and um, but yeah, what it comes down to is, can you support the other person's vision? And is it something you want to champion them in? Are you willing to sacrifice for it? Are you, yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be the same. We're I, very different. I would say too, like, I think now we have a better idea of what we're doing in life. Yeah. But I would say for those out there who might be struggling, it's like that whole idea of like, what do you want to do with your life? What do you want to do when you grow up? Right. Like. We're still figuring that out even now, but I will say that what's important is not necessarily figuring out what you want to do, but like who you want to be and really, yeah, who you want to do it with, I guess, (laughs) which, yeah, Yeah. double entendre there, but, (laughs) but for real, like just more knowing, like what I'm even discovering still five years later is like, 
I need to let go of the need to know what I'm going to do. I need to concentrate on the people I want to do that with. Because if you're with the people that you're meant to be with, the the doing will flow out of that. Mm -hmm. So if you're stressed out, you're like, I can't get married because I don't know what I want my career to be. It's like maybe just decide what kind of person you want to be, you know? Yeah. And uh, the rest will come. Yeah. Thanks for listening to our story. We hope you enjoyed it and got some nuggets out of it. Things you can apply in your own life and hopefully a few laughs. Yeah, we'll for sure. We'll be looking forward to sharing more. Yeah, definitely. We'll we'll cover a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, we just, what we're really passionate about is people having healthy relationships, yeah. healthy engagements, healthy marriages. And just to know that you ha- there's no need for you to have anxiety. Yeah. There's no need for you to have everything figured out. Like mm-hmm. God will work things out. And don't let the enemy come in there with lies and tell you that, you know, don't let religion get in there and tell you that it's bad to want to be married or be in a Mm -hmm. relationship. Just if you don't feel uh, like a raging sense of hope about Mm -hmm. your your love life, then that's where we want to help you get to. It's like whether you're married too. Yeah. Yeah. And we're an open book. So ask us questions. Please do ask us questions. Yep. Uh, Yeah. And uh, I guess in the future we'll try to dive more into married life for you guys so love you thanks for listening and have a joyous blissful ridiculously wonderful evening bye take my hand I will lead you as I chase the one I love through the gray unknown We will never be alone We will find ourselves in Him As He leads us by the hand On our way